everyone, this is episode 7 of On A Tangent. It takes me so long to remember what my title is. <laughs> oh, I'm still getting used to it. But um, yes, today is Wednesday, January 29th, and I am recording this before my parents come home, so the house stays quiet <laughs> and there's no extra noise that I have to worry about. Today's topic is going to be about my dreams and aspiration aspirations. Am I saying that right? I don't know. It sounds so weird to me. I said it a couple times earlier, and I'm like, it sounds so weird to say. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, before we get into that, I'll tell you what happened yesterday, and I'm like super cheesed about it. Um, I I work at Starbucks, and I was told to go to um another store, or I was asked if I could help out another store, which is called Phantoming. Um. So I went to the store that I agreed to help out at. Um, I arrived and they told me not that I am not needed anymore because um, apparently I said something that I was sick or something and someone heard that I was sick without confirming with me. And um, basically I went home and wasted four hours of my day yesterday doing that. Because um, it takes me about an hour and a half to like get out from my house and then go there and then you know back home so that was really really annoying for me so I had a pretty moody day um yeah I don't know uh I am helping out there tomorrow so hopefully I don't get sent home tomorrow and everything is um okay but that was a uh, why I was a little bit annoyed in the beginning of yesterday's podcast but yeah anyways um because we're talking about dreams and um like future and what i want to do and all that um i'm just gonna do just go really quickly point out what i wanted to do in the beginning just so you know like my my thinking process i guess you can say um when i was younger of like what i wanted to do and yeah and yeah uh when i was younger i think most kids or a lot of kids have um a pretty like similar dream in the future like what they want to do and what they um want to be in the future which is like really big jobs (laughs) that you can only get to if you're like if you work super hard or if you're like super lucky and you know just the opportunity comes to you you know for example like astronauts um teacher no not teacher uh, astronauts doctor um pilot and all these dreams are obviously like achievable and they are possible but then it's just like a very like difficult road that you have to go through especially like doctor wise there's like an excessive amount of studying you have to do and i can't do that (laughs) um i think in the very beginning i wanted to be like a nurse or a doctor or something like that or like a teacher i think it was i can't remember but um I wanted to, um, you know, help other people. I wanted to cure, and I thought it would be really cool. And then um, I got sick for a little bit, um, and um, I was in the hospital for a little bit. That really made me not want to be a doctor or nurse or anything hospital-related anymore, especially my parents, too. They're like, you know what, never mind. Um, Because, you know, most typical parents are just like, I want you to be a doctor, I want you to be a lawyer. So they completely themselves gave up on the dream of nursing and doctor uh, being a doctor. When, like, the thing is, I gave up, or, like, I knew that that will never happen to me a long time ago before they even, like, decided that. But they're like, yeah, actually, don't be a doctor, don't be a nurse, because it's stressful, there's no time to rest, you have to, like, be running around a lot. And um, they really saw how, like, hospital nurses, like, what kind of job they have to do all the time. Um, And they're like, no, don't do that, that's stressful. And so I was like, well, I wasn't gonna do it anyways, but okay. (laughs) Um, I really, I think at that point, I I started thinking of more, like, jobs that I could do. So I wanted to be, like, a teacher. Um... At one point, don't laugh at me for this. At one point, I really wanted to be a singer, and yeah, a lot of people want to be singers and stuff like that. But I like, I wanted to be like specifically a K-pop star, <laughs> and it's so funny. Um, the reason why is because in grade, when I was in grade like six, that was um, what? How old is that? They're uh, thirteen, seven, eight, no, 12, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like eleven, twelve years old um maybe 10 because my birthday's late um there was an advertisement on the newspaper back when um 
you know, paper newspapers were actually the main thing of main form of news. Um, a J- JYP Entertainment, if you don't know what company that is, they're the ones uh, that are home to big, big artists such as Twice, Itzy, God Seven, Stray Kids, Wonder Girls, JYPs from there. I mean, um, and so many more artists. And um, they they were holding auditions or something. I think I read it or my parents read it to me. And I'm like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> I want to audition. But I think my parents thought of it as like a joke. And never really, you know, said much about it. But I think I think I really wanted to try an audition and like go for it. Because I wasn't, I'm not a bad, I don't think I'm a bad singer. Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty okay. I'm like not horrible. Um... I'm pretty like in tune with things on like pitch is not bad I guess and um I used to do a lot of like choir stuff um when I was both in Argentina and Canada and in school too so it's like I did a lot of that so I don't know um anyways um that was one dream that I wanted to do but it kind of quickly faded because I think I forgot about it or something happened and um the next thing I wanted to do that I remember after being after wanting to be a teacher is I wanted to be a um a pastry chef not a chef i wanted to be a pastry chef um i think i was looking a lot of like chocolatier baking stuff on youtube at that time and like early high school and i also really like baking but more so decorating decorating is a, a really fun hobby of mine um i really love to decorate uh i wish you could like i wish this podcasting was like video feed there's like a video feed of it so i could show you some like cupcakes i decorated some um i made some macaroons before like i really like baking i think it's so fun um i just haven't had a chance to like do a lot of it just because uh don't have time to buy ingredients and also don't have time to bake um yeah but i used to uh when i graduated high school i did a lot of um baking i sent it to my work i brought it and i had people try it and they've really all liked it and um you know just like really it felt really good to have people like eat my um the things that i made and have them enjoy it i think that was really fun and like them asking for it more so funny because um going a little off topic but uh after i quit my hair store um i had I like was walking home one day before I quit like one of the last few days before I quit I was walking home um and while passing my home I like my old manager and my old co-worker were just from, like coming out of the car they were just like sitting at the McDonald's near my house and eating ice cream like <laughs> so funny because my mom's car was right beside them and she like she told me I saw two grown men sitting in like in the car just like licking ice cream I thought that was so weird and I'm like I mean like they want ice cream but yeah they came out of the car and I was like oh my gosh hi how are you and they're like yeah um it's been a while what are you doing I'm like I just came from work actually the place that you both quit <laughs> um they were both forcefully forceful forceful they were, they were like both like um What's it's a forceful resignation? I don't want to say tomorrow. I don't know. I was a lot of drama in my old workplace, and maybe I'll do like a story time soon, sometime. I don't know. Ugh, my head hurts thinking about it. But um, they told me, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm working. I'm at school, whatever." And they just told me one guy just quit, and then my manager, um, I knew he quit um a while ago when I was still working, and he was telling me like, "Oh, I really miss your like macaroons that you made." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> maybe I should make them again. I feel really good." Um, but yeah, I like. Point is, like, I just really like baking. I really had. I even have a book that I wrote down like my favorite recipes for cupcakes and frosting and macaroons, and wrote like step by step how I did it. Um, there are like recipes from like the site, like websites, but like I kind of put like my twist on it or like I adjusted it to my liking, etc. So you know, I like doing stuff like that. Um, I even bought like a whole like decorating tip set thing from michael's one time i don't know it's a whole thing um so when i was applying to school i wanted to be a pastry chef or like wanted to go to school for that but you have to go to george brown college okay that's the point that's the key point college not university college 
I said that to my parents. I said it. I said to my, I explained what this whole thing was, learning how to be pastry chef. Um, you learn practical things. You're like learning how to bake and stuff like that. And I told them it's a George Brown. And they're like, okay, try it. And I'm like, it's George Brown, George Brown College. They're like, immediately, I am not telling you, I don't even know how fast they said no, but they're like, no, no colleges no colleges just university and i'm like oh my goodness you're stressing me out and that's one mistake that I, I i i did that i kind of regret now at this time because this was about like five years ago six years ago when i applied and um there's a lot of things i wanted to do at like a college level that i wasn't able to do and um <clears throat> my parents said no they declined all of them because they're like it's not a university this is what they said sorry mom dad i'm like throwing you under the bus college is for people that to learn how to like or if you like if you know how to lift the fork up you go to college um that's that's like their thing or like or if you go to college it's, it's for stupid people or people that can't study or people that um are like not smart enough to go to university i'm like no that's not it college is more um like applied school and university is more in the by the books theories uh, essays, writing, all that. Um, so yeah, a uh, university can be seen a little bit of a higher leveled school, and I, I guess it is. But there are so many more things that you cannot do in university that you have to go to college for, and it's not because it's not considered a high skilled job. It's just because it's more practical, and you need to actually do it instead of reading about it to, you know, successfully um, have a career in it. I guess, or just like to learn about it. And that's the thing with me. I uh, mentioned a couple times before. I am a practical, practical learner. I need to be doing to learn. If you give me a book, or you tell me how to do it verbally without me, without giving me a chance to like actually do it and apply it to my day to day life, I am just not gonna do well. Um, yeah, I cannot. And um, this will come up later, but um that i just was really stressed out because i didn't know what to do in university because there's nothing i wanted to do i did apply to a lot of like early childhood programs because i knew those i'd be um those i'd be like out of school and like a daycare or like something a kindergarten and like teaching the kids and like you know being with them and i knew that so i did apply to a lot of those and then um that was still my dream i really wanted to be a pastry chef um i was like thinking i wanted to really try and like reach towards like you know that's something that i really wanted to do after maybe if i did eventually end up going to like pastry school or like that area i really wanted to try working with chocolate so i really wanted to be like a chocolatier i don't like chocolate which is very it's pretty ironic to me but um i like i think it's so fun decorating with chocolate and making things with chocolate and there's so many things you can do and like tempering and i had a phase where just all i did on youtube was just watch um chocolate decorating tips or videos and stuff like that and i just like was so mesmerized by these competitions and stuff that these people do and um they like complete it's like countries competing with each other um to see who can make the best uh like piece with chocolate like all chocolate and i thought that was so cool because you can make so many things with chocolate um <clears throat> but yeah that's something i wanted to do but it was quickly shut down by my parents so i said okay uh and i was really leaning towards um like early childhood education or um at that time as well i because it's like food related the pastry chef i wanted to be a um, food nutritionist food and nutritionist or something like that or um something in that area and again because i really enjoyed taking my food nutrition courses and i thought it would be really fun to learn about it and like what things i can make what kind of foods i can make and just like cook without really like being like a chef chef you know like a gourmet chef or whatever you can still learn how to do all these things um by going to school so i applied to when i applied to university I applied to a lot of like uh food nutrition programs like health programs um i did a lot of early childhood and um that was basically it uh i applied to like a program in um uh waterloo it's called uh i think health science or something like that and i got denied because <laughs> if you listen to my last podcast um didn't do well in sciences and um so they i think that's one of the courses they needed the thing is like i applied for it only because my parents told me to 
so all the really high level schools i knew i wasn't gonna get in because it needed like specific science courses but then, then they wanted me to do it still so i'm like okay that's your money you're wasting sure sure whatever i don't know i still did it um got like completely rejected for some of them but for example like waterloo i was offered a public health program instead of the health um health studies or whatever it's called and uh i was able to um you know get um get like a alternate program and that was really interesting um and i learned about like i was gonna learn about like public safety and public health safety and all that stuff and um diseases and all that fun thing in my job and i was like my brain thinks to work like very like it adapts very quickly to like my situation so i look at that i'm like it's interesting my brain just quickly switches and be like oh maybe that's interesting maybe that's something i wanted to do which is bad a lot of times because i need to stick with what i wanted to do or like you know the area that i want to do without taking like um without thinking about things i just kind of jump into it so that's one thing but um another thing like yeah so i got a lot of like these offers and the ones that were standing out to me was early childhood studies at ryerson and um a uh the public health program at waterloo and i was reading it because of the influence of my parents have on the have had on all this like university decision thing um i was leaning towards more waterloo because it is a more like higher quote quote higher level school um <laughs> like if you think of like if you say waterloo people are like whoa whoa waterloo engineer whoa but then like ryerson there's like i don't know if it's still going around now but like people call it like rye high all the time there's so many issues with ryerson i don't know like like i still like ryerson but it wasn't the school for me and we'll get to that later but um yeah like because of my parents influence i thought like maybe i'll make them happy by going to the school and by going to this program this program seems to be interesting anyways so i went into that and my i guess my future dream just changed really quickly to like a public health inspector i don't know that's how it, that's how my, my brain works and likes to work um which kind of sucks but yeah so i did wanted to be a public health inspector for like a long time or like i wanted to be like those like office workers about like public health and safety and whatever um but just at one point i was like this is not it this is not what i want to do like this is not it man this is not gonna happen and um gave up not gave up yeah i gave up you know let's just say it i gave up and i wanted to change programs so i went to ryerson um instead and went to my second choice which was at least the early childhood studies at ryerson and that's what i did because i really wanted to be at that point i'm like yeah i'm gonna be a teacher because uh during my high school period at church um i was um, the daycare teacher volunteer and i did that for like four years and um that was really like i love taking care of children i love um teaching them things that that was really fun and everybody around me i'm not even kidding you everybody around me that i talked to that knew me said teaching is for you you look like it can be a teacher you feel like i i see you as a teacher that's your job like you should do it like it screams jen and you know like flattery i guess um you're just like wow okay maybe i should do it and i went to it and yeah i still wanted to do it myself not just because everybody else told me to do it um and i really wanted to be a teacher and i still kind of want to teach um still love teaching and one thing i always i've always wanted to do since i was in like i don't even know like grade nine or eight or something that will never ever change for me is no matter what i graduate from no matter what program i graduate from what i'm doing um after i graduate i immediately if i if i don't have like a full-time job offered to me i want to go to korea to teach for a year english and then come back and do whatever i need to do that's just one thing that will never change for me no matter if i'm in early childhood studies or doing some like business course or something it doesn't matter for me one thing that will never change for me and that's always set is that i want to go to korea and teach english for a year that's like completely 100 percent set for me that will never change um and i find it very interesting because i tend to change my mind a lot and like can't make decisions so it's really interesting to see how um that's one thing i'll never ever um give up on unless you know big circumstances circumstances um appear but like other than that sticking by it that's the thing i want to do so that's i guess one other dream that i have 
But yeah, so I decided to go to school and I wanted to be not a daycare worker because early childhood studies mainly focuses on the younger, again, early childhood. Um, but I wanted to do um, grade one or two teaching. And I wanted to teach like at an elementary school and like have kids like all around me and be like teacher, whatever, Miss Park. <laughs> and I thought that would be really, really fun. But um, that dream really like crushed down on me when I had my first placement and I realized um, how I could not do this placement thing for four years especially in how like weak I get and I'm not trying to play like my weak card and being like I'm lazy and I don't want to do anything or like I don't want to try things but I'm not even kidding you my immune system is like a piece of like it's like it's so small it's like I can't even do anything without getting sick and um yeah I get sick very easily so every placement that i've done i've done three placements in total and every placements i've done i've always gotten sick in the first or second week of the placement and i have a total of like five six weeks to finish or 12 weeks 12 weeks or something like that i don't know it's a long time it's like a full term of um placement that you have to do but every time i went into it i always got sick but it's not just like a regular cough or cold it's like a full-on infection fever um things growing around my my face on my my um like i don't know it was very intense it was it's it's like oh i don't know it was horrible and um yeah i like had to make up the come up with the decision that it was stressing me out also because again like i'm not a theory-based learner i'm not a book like textbook learner i can't you can't give me a textbook and expect me to um, memorize everything because I have crappy memory I have like a goldfish memory especially short term wow we're just talking about something and I get distracted I can't remember what we talked about I have to be like what, what were we talking about oh, and I think about it for a little bit unless the other person tells me like it's so bad um, that's why I couldn't do my quizzes for my Korean history uh, course that I took at school because I my memory is so bad especially recent like my memory is like horrible so like i can't pay attention in class with all these theories and giant paragraphs that i have to read it was just really hard for me i don't know um i also wasn't trying that hard but i think i wasn't trying hard because i just didn't want to do it anymore and it's just like you know like low motivation i guess so i was kind of giving up on that dream and then my third placement i was doing it got sick second placement immediately got sick and I'm like, okay, <laughs> second day, already got sick, it's too far for me, it's too stressful. People here seems like they don't even know how to do the job, and I'm like, hmm, bye. So I came up with a decision on my own, uh, to, which was very hard because I had to do it without telling my parents um, because they would go ham on me. So I decided on my own to not um, continue on this program and to switch. And the thing, is, the thing was, I went to Waterloo for a year and a half, and um, I quit in the second in the second semester of the second year in the winter term that's when i quit that's also when i quit ryerson the second semester of the second year i think that's just the point where you just realize everything i was like no more no more no more so yeah i could have been graduated right now i could have been working at a full-time job right now but i decided no screw you john uh we're gonna do something different and here i am um while going while being at ryerson and doing all these programs like all these like early childhood uh, programs and courses i was um gaining more in, gaining more interest in k-pop um because 2017 is when i like just like dive deep like deep dived into the k-pop scene and i was already in it like but i was like, kind of in the shallow end and i was just, like oh i like this this is fun but 2017 is when i was like when diving like head in when diving into the deep end and um like basically fell in love with everything that they do and um i still do but one thing that um i realized is um you could volunteer for these concerts that comes depending on the company that they're with not not the entertainment company but the i guess the promoting company that they're with the concert management company um so depending on who they're with you can volunteer and you can gain experience in that field and i really wanted to do that 
So at first, I volunteered for day six. They came to the con the, to Toronto to do a concert, and I was able to volunteer um, under a company called Sub K Entertainment, and that was oh so fun for me. I was doing um, merchandise, but I was also kind of like. I don't want to gloat or anything, but out of all the volunteers, me and this other friend of mine, like we are the only ones that really were putting our asses into this thing, because um, people were doing pickups for their merchandise and we like prepped them in bags, but um, they some of them weren't prepared, they weren't there, so we had to go all the way to the back, bring the merchandise in, uh, put it in a bag and bring it to them, and then give it to the the person before the concert starts so it was kind of like a grab and go grab and go kind of situation and long lines and everything so um yeah me and my friend were the only ones that were really like running our asses and doing that it was just a really fun experience i was stressed out my my head was hurting like i was having a massive headache people were telling me to eat tadinol or to like eat medicine or something or to eat food and i said nah it's okay i'll just deal with it um and honestly it was like good pain i guess you can say i really enjoyed the stress and um the um adrenaline that you, i got from volunteering it was my first volunteering job at a concert and that was so fun for me i loved it i was so tired and so headache was like everywhere but i enjoyed myself so much for that so much for that no i really enjoyed my experience um, and I wanted to do it again. So the second uh, volunteer experience um, I've had was when um, AOMG, it's like a company of like rappers mainly, they came uh, to Toronto as well. And because they were connecting through my school's clubs, um, my school club for like details and like marketing and all that, they asked if anybody wanted to volunteer. And I said, me, I'll do it. Um, and uh, I decided to go and volunteer and that was another really wild experience it was really fun a little bit unorganized not gonna lie but i really enjoyed um you know being indoors while everybody else is outdoors and being like i'm staff <laughs> that was really fun for me um i did get to watch um like their rehearsal and everything and um that was really fun but i didn't really focus on that because i was just like i want to volunteer that's all i want to do uh, I went with a friend and she's uh, at a program at Radisson called Creative Industries and she basically told me, because I told her, I'm like, this is what I want to do, this is the kind of job I want to do and I want to, um, you know, be in like this entertainment industry and like the concert event industry and like running things, nothing's really fun, like running around doing things um, and she, and then my friend's like, oh, that's my program and I'm like, huh? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Why are you telling me this now? Um and basically the program at the school is based it's like very broad you can do basically anything but it's again it's very theory based that's why i decided not to go there but um that program allows you to basically do anything of anything anything business wise music business you can do sports business you can do um theater business you can do so many things not even just business you can do like theater music theater sports whatever you can do so many things and so many like combinations and you literally you can get the, the jobs that you can think about is like pretty it's like really out there it's really broad i don't know how to explain it you just have to <laughs> search it up and search it for yourself and see how broad it is um but the it's pretty hard to get into because um i don't i don't want to say it's easy it's not easy but um because it's such a broad program uh, a lot of people want to get into it and it's pretty new too so there's a lot of people want to do that as well i don't know um and I think after the this volunteering experience, the AOMG, the second one, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is the type of job that I want to do. I know 100% in my bones that this is what I'm meant to do, what I'm good at. Um, this is what I see myself doing in the future. Um, I was a little worried about like the physical work of it because I... Again, I have a really weak immune system and I can like get really sick really easily. But at the same time, it's like I know how to handle myself and I know like what the limits of like what my limits are. So I thought it'd be okay and I thought I could like give it a try. At the same time, I um it's um what's it called? I uh, was doing a lot of like group orders on Twitter. And group orders are basically um, when one person from an area that you are, or like that you're in, um, decides to like uh, make a group order. So, 
bunch of, take orders from a bunch of people that they don't even know but um to buy to to buy something overseas all at once because the shipping is cheaper and then they can distribute that shipping fee or any other fees amongst amongst the people that join the order basically and um there's the people that are in charge of it are called group order managers and i was doing that for a while i'm still kind of doing it i'm still finishing it right now that's a story for a long time because i have a lot to say about that too but um yeah um and so i was really like liking the idea of like ordering shipping um behind the scenes kind of things i really like doing stuff like that so i was really like set on this goal and dream of mine that i wanted to do and then um so I like went home and I like, googled all this information about how to do this program, uh, program, how to get into it. This is before I left the early childhood program. I was still in it, but I was like thinking about leaving. And then I made my decision so quick. It was like two, three days after I just uh, I went to the concert volunteering, and I'm like, bye. I just dropped it out because there is a deadline to get your refund. Um, so that's what I did basically. Um, what is it? Uh my third and fourth volunteering were uh, later in that year so this is um last year i believe i have like a whole list of yeah so it was last year april and may when uh vav and uptention came uh with a um company like a is it called distribution company um event organizing company called uh, PAV Studio. Wow, PAV Studio is one of the best uh, best companies I've ever volunteered for. Um, they're just just another level. They offer so many things. They're really, really kind. Uh, they know how to do their stuff. And they uh, know the artists a lot, which is great. Um, I think that's so fun. And th- they do a lot of like, smaller groups, um, like VAV, Uptension, um, Teen Top. There's so many other groups that I can't think of right now. But they do they do a lot of like um, these concert type things, and especially in the U.S. And I volunteered for them, and I uh, got accepted for the first the company, so PAV Studios' first um, Canada toronto uh concert that they did and i volunteered for it got in and i was helping with um vip check-ins we had to write like uh, people's korean spelling of their names on their lanyards because they were doing like a meet and greet and then they wanted the artist to say their name i thought it was like so fun to do that and i really enjoyed it and i really got close to the organizers um because i was really trying my best to stand out and doing my uh, to, doing a lot to help them out and i did i guess because the second uh one the attention one i got hired again to volunteer but this time i became an ambassador that means i had to go um do a little more detailed work uh before the concert day um and all that i'm not gonna talk about details but it's like a lot of that and um i did the same thing basically um check-ins um vip vvips writing the names in korean and um helping out a lot like behind the scenes stuff too for example like when they were doing like the extra perks for example um what's it called or like uh soundtracks and stuff like that i myself and my other friend that were the ambassadors for the second second time that they came the the company came we like helped more like detailed stuff which is great um and i applied they're coming again um in february for vab again and i applied again and i hope they they take me back and hire me again because um i really like like working with them a lot and i really helped uh, i think i did a lot to help and i think i can do more to help now because i have that much experience and so that's basically it i wanted to be an event did i talk about did i say this did i mention that i wanted to be in events and work in the area no i was just telling the best backstory of my volunteering so after doing all these volunteering things after i dropped out of um early childhood studies i really wanted to do uh event uh, organizing special events organizing uh concert events you know like things like that like just event running i love i loved organizing events that's one thing i really wanted to do and um using these concerts as experiences um in the field 
and um, using this to like gain knowledge on how to do things and to kind of hopefully not like get higher in the ranks but just kind of learn more and more as i go and that's when i started doing um uh what's it called what is this called random dance place in toronto i started this in may with a friend and um been doing it monthly since may um and we basically do like a random dance play if you don't know what that is go on youtube and search uh rpd or random dance play and k-pop or whatever and it's basically just like um a group of people that come together and then they just kind of dance through the choruses of all these different songs and see if they know the dance of it and it's like a really fun game it's not a competition at all it's just like a fun event thing that you can do and you see so many in korea and all these other countries but you didn't see any in toronto so i decided to start one like an official one and um you know get that going so um i wasn't i wasn't able to do the december one i think or november and january but we had one of our um we call them kitties or kids one of them uh decided to uh, host it so we're like yeah you can host it under our name and they did this whole shabam thing and i guess it went well i'm not sure and i'm trying to figure out how to plan the next one i have to talk to like the city of toronto and try to see if i can get some spaces and i can get like sponsored by them or something like that and like hopefully they can give us like an indoor space for free because one thing about organizing this kind of event is which i like still i don't mind it is that you have to figure out location music um video videography and everything it's a lot of little things that you have to do that i've been doing that was um kind of fun for me but at the same time a little stressful because all the locations in toronto you have to pay for and get a permit which is oh my gosh so stressful and i couldn't think of anything the summer is the best time because it's warm outside so you don't have to worry about um the cold and the weather and uh one thing you have to worry about is um classes or like really important things going on around like work because you can just go on and go do it in the middle of the in the courtyard thing at beside my school and it'll be fine um so it's like now it's the winter time it's our first winter doing these events and i was like trying to go to the city of toronto or like city hall and discuss with them and see like what they can do to help me or like or what i should do to like some steps that i can do because i don't have money to rent all these spaces out like it's 30 dollars an hour for these spaces and i'm like i can't even afford a piece of pencil that i try to get the allrama today like it's like I'm thinking about what to get for what if I can afford lunch tomorrow when I'm at work and then this people are telling me to pay three dollars an hour like no um and I can't ask people to volunteer because a lot of people that come to the events were like young or they just want to do it for free that's why they're coming so you know it's like things you can't it's like it's a non-profit kind of thing low low budget kind of thing I bought a camera mainly for my own purposes like vlogging and then doing all those stuff but i really wanted to use it for these events as well and like to film it and put it on youtube to gain more attention as well and um i don't know i can't afford anything and i can't afford speakers right now as i'm trying to like figure out a way to get speakers i have this giant amp that i can use but um i would need a plug for it that's the only issue so if i have a plug everywhere i go i'm set and like i'm set for everything but like little things that you have to think about when you do event planning and i think that's what makes me like really excited because everything kind of comes together at the very end and you're just really proud of what you made one thing i forgot to mention is another reason why i really wanted to like event planning or like something in that area is because when i was in high school in grade 12 i was in prom committee and throwing shade i'm not even kidding i'm throwing i'm gonna throw shade right now like nine girls volunteered for this um, prom committee and only two people minus the teacher two people out of the nine uh girls including me the two people um were the only ones that really planned this shit out and made this prom happen all these other people i don't know where the hell they went i don't know where the hell they like disappeared to but they didn't shit they didn't do anything um i can't remember who it was so like i can't remember can't be specific with throwing my shade but <laughs> i'm sorry but if you're hearing this and you know who you are mm, sorry you didn't do anything honestly and r- really sad is that i think all the other years they got a spread on the yearbook page being like prom community but we didn't get that so that pissed me off a lot Ugh. anyways um but one a lot of things that i did during prom committee was uh 
planning what kind of things we wanted to do yes the teacher did a lot of like the main planning because obviously it's like budgets and ordering and legal ages and stuff of that so she did a lot of that stuff but we were able to discuss with themes um decoration pieces uh, what we want to do um what how we want to like have this all kind of work out and i was the one along with another girl um we were the ones that did basically almost everything because after those two couple meetings no one started showing up and then we did all the table arrangements um we had i did the announcement for um prom information prom king queen nominations in front of the cool grade which stressed me out i'm not even kidding you i can talk right now on a podcast and like or like randomly on my snapchat or instagram and be like free but in high school i was like the shyest person in the world you can i'll like bring my friend one day and you can like we can discuss about how shy i was in high school and how shy i was in elementary school but i was freaking shy this is the first time i went in front of the freaking grade and talked and i was shaking so much because oh this was like going beyond the limits of my my safety zone kind of thing and i have to speak to people to people that i don't even like and i don't even want to like speak to ever in my life but i had to and boy that stressed me out but it's okay i did it and that kind of gave me a little more confidence in myself i guess um so we did like announcements on the i think this is the ap system or whatever at school um i had to tell people to uh and like ticket sales i had to tell people to hurry up and put in their their table requests like table city sitting um requests and i had people coming last minute like three hours after the the deadline was done because like the deadline would be like the end of the school day people coming three days after running from because they went home and came back and they're like oh i'm sorry can i pay for my ticket now we're like oh my goodness the deadline was like three hours ago where were you like we're already making table arrangements and like they're handing in their arrangements like last minute and i'm like i need to figure out where to put everyone and it's like so stressful it was a whole thing but it was fun i went to prom and i i and i felt proud of what we um small community made and what we were able to like accomplish and that was really really um a fun time um I think that's when I started wanting to be like more emceeing, wanting to hold the mic, and I was like gaining more confidence, and I wanted to do it. But then they're like, I said, oh, I can do the emcee, and they're like, no, actually, let's let's make her do it. And I was fine with it because she like does better talking and is more confident talking to people. But um, yeah, I was um really like sad when they didn't choose me, but um, uh, it's fine. I think I would like mess up a lot um then now i'm probably fine i can hold a mic and be like hello people welcome to prom <laughs> like doing all that stuff like i'm talking to a, my freaking ipad um in my room by myself like i can do it that's fine um so we'll talk we'll talk about how my personality changed anyways back to the main topic event planning um that's what i really wanted to do i think little by little throughout the years i was doing all these like planning things event planning things um even like just like a meeting between friends planning all that was just really fun for me um trip planning and stuff like that and it just kind of like made came bigger and bigger and when this concert volunteering stuff happened i was like this is what i want to do event planning um i want to do everything uh, in this industry and i want to do it and um that's kind of how my dream is. that's where my dream is right now that's my goal is right now so currently i am in the middle of trying to figure out where to go for school um to do all this unfortunately there isn't a program for event planning and <laughs> and like it makes sense it's such a small like thing but it's like a big thing you know do you know what i mean um but there aren't any programs for it there are only things right now you have our certificates that you can take courses for and not out of college and um you can get certificates official certificates from the school to you know plan professionally and do event uh event planning professionally but uh i my goal right now doesn't matter again it's kind of like the korea thing teaching korea doesn't matter what i do i just need to get a bachelor's degree um unfortunately like right now jobs and stuff like that you they still prefer a bachelor's degree a lot of the times and things that i wanted to do i saw a couple like ads for like internships abroad for these um event planning things or even teaching korea they're like you just need any any bachelor's degree so that's one thing that i need to get in order for me to be a little more free with what i want to do and um 
I wanted to go to creative industries, but I don't want to be in that theory-based like situation. I need to be doing more. So I'm planning right now to find some schools that I can um, do some practical like um, things and learn more like practical ways, um, and hopefully go towards like hospitality and tourism maybe, um, and and some colleges uh, or something. I'm still deciding if I should stay at Radisson or not, or, or well figuring this out. But um, some things I want to do. Um, and I know co- like main, most colleges don't offer degrees, but uh, like bachelor's degrees. But um, if you take their specific programs, if you take four years of school at a university, like same thing like as a uh, uh, sorry at a college, same thing like a university, you can still get a bachelor's degree if you do the four years. So I'm planning to go towards that maybe. That's like kind of like the top plan that I have right now. Maybe it'll change later. I'm still deciding, still research, still researching, so I don't have to do all this change again. Um, trying to find like a proper plan for myself in my future. But that's the main thing I want to do is I want to do like event planning, like that area, and um, you know, just do that. I just really enjoy it. It's a lot of stress that comes out of it, but once everything comes together, it just feels really good, you know. So. Um, that's something I wanted to do. Um, let me know um, what your dreams are, what your goals and futures, uh, your stuff for the future is. Um, I mentioned last time there is like a comment section. I don't think on podcasts. I haven't checked yet, but uh, on the Anchor app. So it's like Anchor A N C H O R dot F M slash Jen Park. If you go to my page, my podcast page, there is a section where you can like comment on things or ask questions. So if you want, you can put things there or like ask me things or future topics that I should talk about. If you want me to talk about something specific or something like that, and I'll do that, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's about my my complicated life. That's about it for now, and hopefully it doesn't change because I don't want to deal with all this change again. Um, but it seems like it's gonna be pretty set with what I want to do. But yeah, thank you for joining me in today's podcast. I know it was a little bit lengthy today. Um, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Hi, it's me again. Uh, this is the first time I'm doing like a second segment of this um, episode. And uh, the reason why is because today is Bell Let's Talk Day. Yay! Um... Bell Let's Talk Day is basically a day dedicated um, to spread awareness um, by the Canadian um, telecommunications telecommunications company called Bell. I'm reading this thing online, but um, yeah, telecommunications uh, company called Bell. Basically, Bell is like a phone company and they provide internet and all that service stuff like that. But um, the reason for this awareness day is to spread yeah, spread awareness about mental health and um, there's like to fight the stigma around the mental health uh, topic, uh, especially with uh, the young young generation lately and like the versus the older generation, I would like to say. Um, it's just so different how um, older people think and I guess some people like around my age as well. But um, the reason why I want to talk about it real quickly, like real brief, because I don't want my podcast to get kind of like sad right now because I'm talking about my dreams. Um, but uh, it's very important. It's a very important thing to talk about, uh, especially that since like when in when I was in grade 11 or 12, I started getting some serious like, you know, sad. I'm going to call it sadness. Um, really sad thoughts in my head. Uh, really, really deep dark thoughts I've had um because I wasn't happy with anything that was happening um I got uh diagnosed with this thing called Crohn's disease when I was in grade 8 and you know just like difficulties with doing things and um that's kind of I think where it started happening because I had to take all these medications and I wasn't able to do all these things and I couldn't do this and that because of certain things it's not serious like I'm fine but it still gave me a lot of like restrictions and that really stressed me out a lot and I think uh, at one point at the end of my high school years it just kind of all came down at me because I wasn't even good at studying I wasn't good at school and I didn't have a lot of friends um that really like hurt me a lot and um 
just was really stressed out about the future about because obviously I have to start applying for universities and school programs and that really uh, stressed me out so I did reach out to my parents kind of like low-key because I have very typical very old school Asian parents and oh it's so difficult to talk about mental health around them and I just started talking about how I'm stressed out and the first thing they say is you're too young to be stressed and I'm like oh my goodness you can't say that literally babies get stressed out there's no age for there's no age limit for stress stress can happen for to anyone to anything literally plants get stressed out and they die animals get stressed out all the time people get stressed out kids get stressed out babies get stressed out literally everything gets stressed out and um they said that to me and that really put me down and um i've just kind of got worse and worse and at one point i i I was having a lot of fights with my dad um because like of programs of school and all that shabam and at one point it got to the, the the situation where i just had like angry fights with him every single day like yelling fights verbal fights and this was when i started getting a little bit stronger in my personality and i was like it's coming out it's just like saying things but um yeah i told him um i told my mom in the car before she drove, dropped me off for school and told her how um i think my dad doesn't like me and i don't want to call him my dad i know i'm getting really deep but i just had i was having a whole thing like it was really bad my my mood was always down um i honestly think i was a little bit depressed um not clinical depression but just like i was depressed uh, all the time because everything was just so sad to me and um my my parents solution to this was to get me a dog (laughs) yeah it sounds kind of like but their solution to heal my pain and to heal my sadness was to get me a puppy (laughs) that's what they thought would cure me but no um the saddest thing about that also a little jokes here but um my parents got my dog for me basically but she likes my dad the best which is like so ironic to me because he's the one that didn't want it in the first place and he was like not the main cause but he was like a lot of the issues i've had with myself and um you know my dog loves my dad the best so that's a little bit of a sad moment for me like you know sad music background oh crying um but it's okay i still love my dog and i know she loves me um that was my parents answer i don't know how i like i no i was able to overcome it by talking to my friends about it i think i'm still at some points in my life where i need help um i think i tried my best i tried to go to some like therapy sessions and stuff like that but it never worked out i think i need to do it because um it's covered now i'm insurance so maybe i should do that but um yeah it's such a such a big topic um and such a like important topic to talk about um especially like i'm talking more like k-pop related their k-pop and korean industry is very stressful it's a very like stressful um kind of like slave contracts like i'm just gonna say it's slave contracts it's very difficult um there's a lot of hate like korean people korean okay we call them netizens net net citizens like online citizens basically and they are insane they are they just go wow you do something like a tiny thing wrong and they like find everything about your life and then they just like hurt you like really bad and they hide behind the computer to bully you basically cyberbullying. they do that and a lot of these artists get really fragile and like um not fragile but like they get really weak because they're just constantly doing so so much hard work to do their best and there's like no sleep the face bare sleeping um and they're just doing so much that they can do um to like give to their fans but all these people are just kind of attacking them and like they tell them to die like that's how bad it is like i don't know how serious it is in like the western uh, community like the online community i guess it's more like oh they suck or flops or whatever but in korea and like in asia i guess it's a lot of like go die you don't deserve to be here you're so fucking fat you're so you're such a pig sorry for my potty mouth i'm just gonna say it i don't care um you're so fat um you need to die um you um don't deserve to live here it's all it's very very stressful and unfortunately last year um especially at the end of the year we lost three um uh celebrities um three singers in the um korean k-pop industry um well i guess actors as well 
I think in total there was, including like older actors and like more known actors, there was a total of like like a handful. Like I, I can count like more than five deaths were related to um, suicide, and uh, it just kind of really brought the the community down. And it's a very like really sad thing to talk about. It always is. It's like such a such a hard topic to talk about. And um, it's not a taboo, but when you talk about mental health, they just think you're just thinking sad, and you just need to think happier, and that'll that'll cure it. Um, and a lot of people don't think mental health is like an actual issue. I think now they started changing that. I think they're doing they're taking steps to change the rule. Um, I believe that they're trying to uh, make the the Sully law or Sully movement. I forgot because a celebrity passed away um, uh, by taking her own life because uh, more so because of the, the the comments made towards her to tell her to die and she she couldn't she tried her best and she um, wasn't able to hold on. And, oh, I'm getting emotional right now. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Uh, she wasn't able to um, hold on much longer and she let go and uh, someone else followed her about a, two weeks or something after that and it's just really sad because you kind of grew up watching these people and um, you don't know what can break them you don't know what can break you um, just if you need help like talk to someone um, about it if you don't think that you don't trust that person or you don't think that they'll take it seriously there are so many free numbers that you can call like so many online um help that you can get um by calling or texting or something like that um and getting the help that you need um and um you know helping yourself uh don't keep it to yourself if you're ever feeling um sad or if you're ever feeling like this way talk about it even if I, for example, like, I never called, like, a help phone. I think one time, yeah, I think one time in grade 10 or 11, I, like, wrote this comment thing on some online suicide help thing saying that I'm really sad and I feel useless. And I did get some comments, like, replies from, like, professional people saying, like, don't worry. And I, I can't remember right now, but it was a lot of, like, really helpful things and to talk about things. Um... Sometimes people are going to tell you to talk to your parents about situations, talk to whoever the issue is, the source is, and it can be a little difficult if they don't understand the position you're in. So for example, a lot of people told me to talk to my parents and talk to my parents and tell them to stop bullying me and to stop telling me what to do basically because I have my own life, but that doesn't work, honestly. I know who my parents are. I know how to, like, I know what the things that they like to hear and they don't like to hear. They're not going to take it. Right now, thank God, um, they've gotten much better at handling um, my concerns and my issues and etc. But um, the only way I could really like um, let go of this like sad energy, like bad energy out of me, was to talk to some friends about it and just kind of ranting on. And I don't think I really like cried and like fully talked to any friends, like seriously about some issues. Um, but um, yeah, other things I did, I just kind of wrote, like, my diaries down. I, I, I wrote how I felt today. And this was, like, things how I, like, things I did to cope with, um, what I went through. And I honestly wish I did speak to, like, a professional about it to see what I can do. And, um, you know, make sure, making sure that I'm okay. Um, I went through a lot of stuff the past couple of years. Like, kind of death-related um, I was, uh, not involved, but I was in, like, situations where, like, gunshots and, like, whatever were involved, and injuries and deaths relating to guns, um, and that kind of made it worse for me because I was, like, scared all the time, shaking, anxiety all over the place, place, and it was just really bad, and I did have a chance to talk to some people, but I don't know, got lazy and didn't talk to them again, so maybe I will go back and talk to people about my mental health and hopefully get myself on the better track i am much better than i am before than i was before i am doing so so good but um you know a lot of 
people that know me see me as a very happy person, a very cheery, happy,、um, you know, always in a good high mood person. But honestly, <laughs> saying it now, I am much sadder than you think I am.、Um, there's so much going on in my life and so much stress that goes on in my life、um, that stress kind of just became part of me. Uh, like everybody needs a little stress in their life, you know? there's I don't think there's anybody that can live 100% stress free. There's probably like at least 1% of stress there. But I've come to a point in my life that、um, I need stress to move on and to continue with my life. Because if I don't have stress, then I can't do anything, honestly.、Um, so I guess I, like, in a way, turn stress in, like, to a good thing、um, to help me with what I'm doing. But、um, that's just, like, you know, one thing. What I'm trying to say, I guess, is just don't don't assume that someone is happy just because they look happy on the outside.、Um, and I'm not saying, like, go talk to them and be like, do you have mental health issues? Like, don't do that.、Um, no one wants to be approached like that. Because then if someone came to me like that, I'd be like, excuse me, mind your own business, please. But if. If you see anything that's kind of out of the ordinary, just kind of try to sit them down and、um, see how、um, there's anything that、um, might be happening. And you don't have to tell you the whole story, just you can always tell them that you're here to talk to them about it. You're there, to, you're there、um, with ears to like, hear them out, to discuss whatever they're feeling. Um, to kind of be like an output of their、um, concerns and things. And you can just kind of let that out there, let, let it out there so they know,、um, so the person knows that you can, you're there for them and you can, you're there to help them out whenever they need a shoulder to lean on, you know? It's always a good thing to do because I don't, I did get a couple friends that were really, really good to me and to help me, you know, go through these issues and stuff like that. But, you know. It's, it's, it's、uh, reassuring when there's a lot of people around you that tell you that they're always there for you. I took a mental health、uh, first aid class、um, about two, three years ago, and I have this little card that、um, tells you、uh, the Mental Health First Aid Canada, Mental Health Commission of Canada, made this little、um, postcard thing that、um, there's five basic actions. It's called algae. A is, called, uh, a is for the assess the risk of suicide andor harm. L, listen non judgmentally. G, give, go, give reassurance and information. Information such as like,、um, information, contact information that they can call for help, etc. 9114 numbers, suicide hotlines, phone numbers, etc. E, encourage the person to get appropriate professional help. And E, encourage other supports. Um, so, you don't have to be there to solve their issues. You don't have to be there for someone to、um, basically. You don't have to be there to、um, fix them. You know?、Um, you don't have, sometimes it might help. Sometimes you might be the fixer. But sometimes it might not help at all, or it might just be like a tiny little bit of a boost. Um, out of the really giant boost they need to get to where they, they need to be. So, just telling someone, being, listening to them, being there to listen, and、um, offering help and offering some suggestion, as in, like,、um, there are options for you that you can take. Don't tell them to go. Don't tell them to be like, go to the doctor.、Um, I don't think that's one thing you should do. I think、uh, a good thing is there are options for you. You don't have to tell anybody that you're going. It's always a confidential thing. You don't have to tell anybody, but you can go to、uh, see these professionals if you want to. And these are the available options that you have. You can offer them to them. I think that'd be a really、uh, good way to help someone.、Uh, in my experience, maybe some people have a different way to do it, but、uh, from what I've learned and from you know, what I've experienced and talked to people about, this is like a good way to. Help someone、um, and be like a good like, support system for someone going through a hard time.、Um, Bell Let's Talk is having some like every year they do this thing where if you send a Snapchat or if you share a post on Facebook or if you text a message, they donate five cents towards,、um, I believe, research. Was it? 
just search it real quick. Um, uh, initiatives. Um, Canadian mental health initiatives. They donate five cents if you tweet. If you tweet, retweet official video with um, a hashtag on Facebook if you share um, or watch a video on Instagram if you watch and share the video um, sorry uh, Instagram's just watching snapchat is every time you send a snap using their filter or watch their video they donate as well every time you watch a YouTube video um, they also send it as well text messages every text message they send um, <clears throat> The only thing is that the text message one, you have to be a bell, uh, you have to be under bell. Um, so that's the only bad thing, um, I guess, because they don't expand it to all the other um, providers. Um, and long distance calls, that's, that's, that's new, let me see. If you make a long distance call, if you're under bell, um, five cents will be donated as well. So there are very easy ways to donate, um, even if you can't do much, um, just watching a short video on Instagram or on Twitter or you're just sending a picture on uh, Twitter uh, on Snapchat using a filter you send your streaks with the filter and you can donate and um, you know help towards this initiative and um, I think it's a very important topic to talk about and discuss and to put a lot of like focus on this topic because it's even still now a lot of people just brush it off being like it's just sadness and you're fine you'll just sleep on it you'll be fine tomorrow no no it's not um especially in like the older community that i like in my area i guess at least still needs a lot of help still needs a lot of talking and discussing i don't know uh this was long i was gonna make this like a five ten minute long uh extra podcast part of bella's talk day but um it just ended up being like my story basically and um and what I think about it, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, if you know me, even if you don't know me, um, again, there's a comment section or whatever that you can always send me questions. But also, if you know me, if you're a friend, um, I'm always here to listen. I've been I've been told that I'm a very good listener and a very, um, I give pretty good advices, apparently. Because if not, why would people still come to me for advice? Um, apparently, I give good advice, I guess. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just gloating now. Uh, I am a pretty good listener. Uh, I will listen to whatever concerns you have. And I'll give you um, as much support you need from me. Because, um, you know, we're all in this together. Cues. We're all in this together. And we know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to this little segment. Extra segment that I added to today's um podcast episode because it is a very important topic and uh, again there are um sources that you can call there are so many websites so many information things online that you can search in google and learn more about this um day and learn more about mental health <clears throat> so do go check that out if you need to and again thank you so much for listening to on a tangent and i'll see you next time